Welcome to MSP Voice, the weekly show for MSPs by MSPs. Brought to you by MSP360, the number one cross-platform cloud backup. Learn more at msp360.com. This is MSP Voice. Hello and welcome to MSP Voice. This is episode number 67. Uh, today I am joined by Philip Porch with Toller Systems out of Abilene, Texas. Great interview, a lot of fun. Um, there's really good information in the show notes as well as links to a book that he talks about and also his excitement for the upcoming Rivian um, electronic adventure truck. Um, so there's more information in the, in the podcast and the interview about that uh, here at the end. Uh, but first, we still have some housekeeping to do. So once again, mspvoice.com is your source for all things MSP Voice. We have some webinars coming up. So first off is actually today, Wednesday, November 20th at 2 p.m. Uh, with GMS Live Expert. Um, so they're going to talk about how you can use them to outsource your help desk. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Uh, also just announced um, yesterday that we have another one coming up on December 4th. Um, that is with Smith, uh, smith.ai. And they're actually a, a virtual receptionist and chat services. So uh, they're going to talk about how they can actually help you convert leads into sales um, by utilizing uh, virtual chat services. So definitely check those two out. Uh, feel free to register for those here on the blog. Um, once again, if you want to be a guest here on MSP Voice, just click the link there, be the next guest, fill out the form, and I'll get you signed up and we'll do an interview. Next up, uh, some security news. Hackers target ConnectWise Automate. <laughs> um, uh, so ConnectWise actually warned um, their customers. Um, it, was, it was via tweet um, that, you know, if, they're, if you're using on-premise um, ConnectWise Automate, that you need to make sure that your ports aren't left open. So it seems like common sense, uh, but always something good to remind. This is in the MSSP alert. Uh, so definitely check this out. If you're running on-prem, ConnectWise Automate, check your ports. Uh, more information in terms of a breach. Uh, this one actually kind of surprised me. I hadn't really seen it much. Uh, <clears throat> this was actually from a couple of weeks ago, but a breach of a leading domain registrar could lead to an explosion in phishing scams. Uh, so apparently web.com um, announced that it had discovered a data breach that likely involved millions of customer accounts. Uh, now the good news is no credit card or payment information was stolen, but the personal information of all of these domains who they're registered to, all that stuff was taken. Um, so obviously bad actors can use this information to simulate those domain names, uh, re-register them, do phishing, all that type of stuff. So definitely something that you want to keep an eye on and educate your customers, you know, to always be careful about what they click on in terms of emails. Acquisition news, um, Carbonite has been sold for $1.42 billion. Um, and you may remember that Carbonite already had purchased Webroot. So if you're using Webroot um, or Carbonite or both, um, they are in the process of being sold to OpenText. Uh, so I, I don't really have much to say on this. Uh, OpenText is a very much enterprise type company, competitor to things like SharePoint. Um, in terms of document management collaboration type things. I'm not sure what this means in the MSP space. Uh, I know, you know there's quite a few MSPs that use Webroot, um, some that use Carbonite, um, and I don't know of, of any, I haven't talked to any MSPs that use OpenText. So <laughs> um, it's gonna be interesting to see what OpenText does 
um, with these two companies. But you know, again, something to keep an eye on um, as we go forward. Um, next is another webinar announcement. This one is by our sponsor, MSP360. Uh, they're doing a webinar with MCSoft. I'm actually doing it as well. Um, and it's about ransomware, what to do if disaster strikes. So MCSoft, uh, they're a company that provides you know, threat detection, but they also provide remediation. Um, and they have their, their CTO, who's uh, Fabian Warsar. If you've ever heard of him or done any research on him, um, he's, he's very secretive, but that's for a reason because these bad actors really want to get at him. Um, he thwarts them all the time. Um, they actually write code into their malware that target him and, and say things to him so that he's, he's going through and trying to decode this stuff. Um, he sees it. Um, so really, really interesting person. That's why his, his picture here is, a, is just an avatar. It's not his actual picture. Um, and he lives in some undisclosed location, but extremely smart. Um, he's cracked a lot of ransomware. Um, so you know, definitely check this out. If, if for nothing else, just to hear from Fabian um, in terms of what he has to offer uh, from MCSoft. So with that, I'm now going to go ahead and turn it over to the interview. Uh, we should be on track now for the next couple of weeks. Um, next week, we probably won't have an episode because it is Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, but the next couple of weeks, um, we should be good with episodes. I know it's been a while. Uh, ConnectWise, um, I'm sorry, IT Nation um, took, took some time out there, but uh, we're back now. Uh, new episodes. Enjoy this interview with Philip Porch with Toller Systems, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to MSP Voice. Today, my guest is Philip Porch with Toller Systems out of Abilene, Texas. Philip, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Ah, thanks for you know, th thanks for being on. So, tell us a little bit about uh, Toller Systems. Sure. Well, uh, our business actually started back in 1999 here in Texas. Okay. And uh, we initially started out doing high-end consulting around security for a large enterprise. And uh, back in about 2012, we shifted to the managed service market okay. and took those principles from large enterprise and high security elements like banks mm -hmm. and brought that down to uh, bite-sized elements for the SMBs. Okay, great. So it's kind of a lot of times MSPs you know, go from break-fix to the MSP model, and it sounds like you went more from a consulting model to an MSP model. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, when we first started, we actually didn't even uh, touch the desktop. Okay. Uh, we didn't even sell equipment. And so mm -hmm. we sort of backed down, uh, backed into that because people said, well, we don't want to deal with all those elements. So yep. uh, just take care of that for us. Okay. Now, do you primarily support small businesses or do you also work with companies that have their own IT as well? Uh, we have a, a few customers where we support their own IT. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that will come in the form of multi-site locations where they okay. have locations in Texas. They're based out of Chicago or they're based out of New Jersey yeah. and they want us to help put boots on the ground. Uh, but we do other ha have other elements where uh, they just need some additional consulting and assistance. But probably 90% of our support is within companies where we're the primary IT department. Okay, cool. And now, you said you switched over to this model in 2012. Isn't that also when you joined Toller? Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's very good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my, my background uh, came from uh, a, a telco-related industry doing okay. B2B support with AT&T. And uh, when I joined up with Lance, uh, we saw the opportunity coming down the pipe for managed services. 
Um, in the market that we're in, technology and new business models are a little bit slower to enter into. And so no one was really doing it in our market. And so we, we jumped out and uh, it took a lot of education uh, to our customers of why not, why don't I just pay you by the hour? That's what mm -hmm. everybody else does. Uh, but really, once they saw that value um, and, you know, we actually started signing up really the first customers in closer to 2014 okay. uh, is when the managed service model really started. Uh, and today, that's that's our only focus for our business now. Great. Yeah. And in Abilene itself, I, you know, I had to look on a map of Texas because, you know, I, I don't know all of Texas geography. I know where the, I know where the you know, Dallas and, and Austin and Houston are. Um, you're, yeah. So you're kind of you're in what is it called? Big country or yeah, it's called, they, they come up with these great uh, affectionate terms. So it's called the big country. Okay. Uh, don't know. Don't know why, but yeah, so we're basically about two hours, a little bit more than two hours from the Metroplex. That's to the east. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a little bit more than two hours from Midland Odessa, which is okay. a large uh, oil and gas market. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also not that far from Austin uh, and, and San Antonio, those different areas. So we're kind of in, right in the middle of everything, but it's more of a, of a rural area. Okay. Uh, the town itself has about 120,000 people. Um, and then there's surrounding communities that can range from, you know, 50,000 people to 5,000 people. Yeah. So I imagine you, you probably do, is it mostly small business then that, that you're out there supporting it in your MSP model? Yes, I would say it's mostly small and some medium-sized businesses as well. Uh, we have some firms that may only have five people, and we have others that may have 200. Okay. Um, but there's not a large, a really large enterprise um, that's here. Usually, that that's supported by their own internal IT department, yeah. uh, which in some cases we do assist with. But uh, majority of those are going to be, you know, under that 200-person company. Okay. And now, do you, do you specialize in any verticals? You, do you go out there and target, you know, specific uh, industries? That's a great question. So we target uh, verticals that are, uh, have to deal with compliance. Okay. Uh, so legal, um, medical, obviously, uh, and it, just professional firms. Uh, one thing that we found is our, our model doesn't always work as well for uh, businesses that serve consumers. So okay. business to consumer type model. Um, a lot of what we look for though, not only just in verticals is also, you know, does the business have a vision to grow? Yeah. Do they have a need for technology? Do they need uh, tools to help them reach the goals that they have? And, and do they want to invest into that? Um, we actually share with a lot of our customers um, a book by um, uh, Lewis McEwen called okay. Predictable Success. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of that book? Uh, I, ha uh, I so have it talks about <laughs> Yeah, so it talks about the life cycles of a business. And so in many cases, uh, businesses that are in this growth trajectory uh, they really need to invest into technology to reach the goals they have. If they're more towards the other end of that bell curve, it doesn't always make as much sense to invest in technology. Okay. And uh, they're a lot more slow to change as well. So we try to, it's less McEwen actually, less McEwen, predictable success. Okay. Um, and so we really try to understand what's the maturity of the business and then what's the technology that needs to be implemented uh, for them. Okay. And you mentioned your, you know, you focus on, on compliance, you know, areas, and I'm assuming that, that Toller's history with some security aspects that you mentioned earlier uh, probably plays, plays into that a bit as well, doesn't it? It does. Uh, yes, because a lot of what we face with our customers, you know, we'll take a rural medical clinic, you know, the HIPAA and high tech requirements that they're under, it's the same that large hospitals have to fall under. 
mm-hmm. uh, but they have to find ways to pay for that and you know what's appropriate for their size and so we we take that information and help interpret that for them uh, to make sure they're in compliance but also that their technology budget isn't 90% of their operational budget because uh, they're, they're not going to be able to operate very long if, if that's the case. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the case. Um, in, in terms of software, uh, I'm assuming you have a, a standard stack that, that you have now. And do you do like an all you can eat um, as part of that um, with your customers or is each one tailored? So we, we have a pretty common solution stack. Um, just for instance, we rolled out some additional security measures just in the last week okay. that uh, we actually did without, um, you know, without going back to them asking for more money. Yeah. We just saw the need for increased security and, and we knew that would be good for both of us. So um, in most cases, we have a pretty s- consistent solution offering that we provide to them. Okay. Um, there may be some cases where there's, extra layers of, um, say, BDR requirements that they have yeah. or, or other elements that we add on top of it. But um, we really try to have a very consistent platform uh, to support them from. And so okay. it's, it's uh, we can provide a much better experience for them with that. Yeah, now you said you just rolled out some new security measures. Um, how often do you reevaluate you know, the, the, the software that you're using to you know, provide support for your customers? Is that something you do annually or biannually or anything like that? That's a great question. You know, I think right now we're looking at it every week, um, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, we've had, you know, we'll, we'll hear about uh, different ransomware attacks that happen. Um, there's actually an MSP, a large MSP in Texas was impacted by one mm-hmm. about four months ago that hit yeah. uh, lots of counties and cities. Yeah, right um, that, and that yeah. came through, it, yeah, it came through a, a Screen Connect vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Is, is what it came through. And so uh, one of the things that we uh, talked about at IT Nation two weeks ago uh, with, with ConnectWise, for instance, or what are ways that we can lock down, you know, products that our vendors provide, yeah. uh, but also what are ways that we can really shut, shut the doors and close the windows for our own customers. Um, and so usually that will come in the form of software, but then also in education, yeah. uh, because we found that if you have the best tools in the world, but the users aren't educated, uh, they can still get into trouble. Yeah, when they, you know, they, they're still going to click on that that coupon from Costco that thinks they're going to get a, you know, hundred dollars, you know, from from Costco or whatever it is, whatever the flavor is that week, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What one of my favorite ones is uh, we, we luckily didn't go anywhere because we had the right procedures in place, but someone was shopping on a Chinese website for a handbag oh. that they thought they really needed. <laughs> like, well, there's there's some maliciousness in that site, so. So don't get out there and do that. Um, I think another thing that we have to balance is, you know, how do we educate our customers on the reason why behind we're doing all these measures Yeah. and also to help them understand, you know, this, no, this is a legitimate informational tool you're getting, not just another element of spam yeah. um, for your organization. Yeah. And, and I, I find that that, you know, like you said, there, there's tools, you know, available to kind of help prevent it. But at the end of the day, that education really is is key in making sure that not only your customers, but even your employees, right, the ones that are supporting it, you know, that they have to be educated as well because the threats come from all over the place. Exactly. And they, and they change every day. You know, yep. there's no way that we can, um, like all of the antivirus vendors talk about, there's, there's new threats every single day. And so if we can get them to have this methodology and a way of thinking about technology, um, then we can really protect them. 
but also looking at ways that we can use more SAML type authentication for mm -hmm. applications and finding ways to even bypass passwords in, in and of themselves. Um, you know, Office 365 is a great tool and a lot of MSPs implement that. So do we, yeah. but the danger of a really good tool is it's a really easy target. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember the stats, but it's some crazy number, billions of users uh, of Office 365. So if I'm a hacker, am I going to yep. pick to try to, you know, brute force attack Juno.com or am I going to pick <laughs> Office 365? Well, I'm going to pick Office 365. So yep. um, just finding ways to harden that um, and shut out things that aren't needed. Um, you know, one of the things that they talked about at IT Nation um, two weeks ago was that, you know, MFA can be a really big game changer, not only for mm -hmm. our organizations, but also for the clients that, yep. and, you know, 95% of the breaches, if, if that was in place, the impact, it wouldn't have been a breach. So yeah. that's another just educational, uh, but, you know, sometimes that can frustrate customers, you know, oh, it's another step. It's another password yeah. I have to remember. It's this other thing. Um, but we find that the payback on that is, is worth it. Yeah, once they understand, you know, why you're doing it and what the risk is, uh, hopefully they understand that, you know, that extra step to, uh, you know, verify your identity is is truly needed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so, you know, thinking about, you know, your your career and, and where you're at now with, with Toller and, and where Toller Systems is, is at in general, um, what kind of advice do you have for someone who might be looking to get started in, in this in this industry and manage services or IT services? And, and yeah, don't, that's is a, not that's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> don't, stay away. No, no I, you know, I believe that our, our economy and specifically the managed service space, that there are more needs that, that could ever be satisfied with the current providers. And so there's mm -hmm. always gonna be that space um, it's not a fixed pie. I don't have to take from you to get for me. Yeah. Um, I think what I would encourage uh, someone new coming into the managed service space um, would be to take the time to really understand the customer's business and maybe take um, some specialty or some knowledge they already have and really leverage that um, to okay. create a competitive advantage or competitive difference in that. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that we uh, we tout kind of about our organization is that you know, Lance, my business partner, is a is a technician of technicians, and so he's very technical and can see things from many different angles technically. Okay. Um, but I'm more of a business guy, so I think in business processes, I think in the return on an investment, I I think about um, the people element in technology, mm -hmm. and so for us, that's been that's been an advantage because we can walk into situations from two different perspectives versus just coming in as the technology person, you know, oh, I'm going to fix it for you. Yeah. No, no, good luck. Um, <laughs> so for us having that, having that, you know, that niche of, of approach um, will really help customers um, more easily work with a new MSP um, because, you know, you're never, you're probably, it may be hard to compete with very large entities that yeah. have hundreds of yeah. staff and, and marketing engines. But if you're able to find those niches and, that interaction of your unique ability um, and the needs in the marketplace, then that's typically a great spot to fit into. Okay. And then kind of, I guess, building on that, you talked about some of your differentiators and what you guys do. Um, <clears throat> how do you acquire new customers? Do you guys advertise? Is it mostly word of mouth? What's the, what's the strategy? Sure. There? That's a, that's a, it's a good question. So um, advertising is definitely a, a big part of what we do. Uh, okay. We have a pretty heavy digital focus. Mm -hmm. um, referrals are also a very powerful thing that we ask for. Um, and it's interesting when you get into certain verticals, 
Um, even though those people may not say that they enjoy spending time with each other, so maybe attorneys, um, a lot of times they will refer who they're using to other people because okay. they want them to have that same experience. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think um, as you as we look at the new frontier of, of MSPs, I think the foundation um, has to be in the customer experience. And so if that customer experience is there, they feel really well served and they naturally talk about your services to other people. Okay. Um, and that's where you really have that um, that seat of influence because in a referral situation, um, it's not a cold relationship. Yeah. It's one that's been matured and, and followed through because mm-hmm. of the experiences this other customers had with you. And so if you're able to bypass all of that uh, time mm-hmm. and really begin the conversation, um, that that's powerful for us. Uh, we also are intentional to be a part of some different community groups okay. um, that serve different like public sector type groups mm-hmm. um, and kind of be able to have a presence inside of those. Uh, you know, just today uh, we're sponsoring one of our clients, um, Future Farmers of America organization, because okay. uh, their family is really passionate about it and we want to okay. partner with them inside of that. So cool. um, you, you just have to find those pockets where you have influence and, you know, every market is different as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) So in in terms of of what it is you do in your passion, right? What, what is the greatest part of, of managed services and and, and what it is you do? What, what gets you out of bed every day? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Um, Well, I think my greatest passion comes from being able to know my customers' businesses so well Mm -hmm. that I can sit at a table with their vendors or potential vendors and rally their case and, and justify that the technology that's being recommended to them is going to meet their business need. Okay. Um, that, that's what I enjoy the most uh, because at the end of the day, anybody can fix a broken computer. Anybody can fix a printer. Although most people don't like to work on printers. <laughs> I don't, uh, but it's, it's really that, that next level of relationship um, that you have with a customer uh, where you can truly understand where they're going and then what, how does technology fit inside mm-hmm. of that? Um, that? That's the real joy that, that we have. And I think that's why that we exist for our, our partners. Okay. What's the worst thing about being in services? <laughs> I think the worst thing about being in services is, is what we call service amnesia. And that when you bring on a new customer, um, the pain that they have in that instance and the things that they can't do, Mm-hmm. They, they feel that in that moment. But then as you create this environment where things work really well, they seem to remember, they seem to forget where they came from. Yeah. Uh, and so you're always kind of chasing your tail a little bit to continue to create this better experience, but every time you're creating better technology. And yeah. so um, I, I think that's a challenge, but I think that that goes back to having that, that customer experience. Um, most people hire an MSP because they don't want to do the technology work. And yep. so you have to really justify your value in every interaction that you have with them. Yep. You can't have a really great sales experience and onboard them and they have terrible service after that because they're going to mm-hmm. go, they're going to go find someone else. Yep. Um, and so I think for us, it's just that it, what are ways that we can change how we operate to provide a better experience? Um, you know, for instance, just this week, we changed our, our help desk processes to get them to a technician faster and to have more of a live answer. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it right now versus a traditional dispatcher model. Okay. And uh, the customers have seemed to really like that. 
And, and the whole emphasis of that was how can we create this better experience um, as these customers have needs? Okay, great. Uh, service amnesia, that's a, that's a new term. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, can, you can trademark that if you want. <laughs> I'll, 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 I may use it, but uh, you know, I'll try to give you credit for it. Uh, so you know, you've mentioned that you were at IT Nation Connect a couple of weeks ago and you know, one of the great things about a conference like that, besides you know, learning about some of the technologies, is the, the chance to network with peers. And I'm just wondering, you know, in, in, in the MSP space, community is a big part of it. And you know, are you actively involved in, in any MSP communities, whether it's online or offline or, or anything like that? Sure. Uh, so we're a part of the uh, ConnectWise uh, regional groups. Mm-hmm. Locked and loaded is, is what our area is called. And okay. so we'll typically go to all of the, the, the local regional events. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was our first year to go to um, IT Nation or Connect, whatever they're calling it now. Um, and so that was neat to have more of a larger group uh, to see about what's going on. But, you know, almost every uh, conversation that we had or, or meal or seminar we were a part of, you know, you build that relationship with someone and, mm-hmm. and you ask them questions about their business. Now, most of the time, they're not your next door neighbor, you know, they're in Nebraska or something. So it's really easy to share and talk about what you're doing. But um, just from our last regional event before Connect, we actually went into a a specialty service uh, because these guys had explained how easy it was and and the value it's been for their business. Mm -hmm. And we just had, we'd been thinking about it, but we had a couple of questions that we could never get answers to. And they said, okay, here's the two things you need to know. And we said, great. And so I actually saw that same, that same gentleman at, the, at Connect. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, since we talked last, we've implemented that. We've sold deals for it. It's, we're rolling with it. You know, thanks so much for that, that help um, and that confirmation of what we needed to do. Cool. Um, and so it's just another example of, of growing the pie together. You know, it's not a fixed pie. You know, he's a couple of states away, but, yeah. but still, you know, using that collaboration to build both of our businesses. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. like, you know, that's one of the things I love about the MSP community. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit now. Um, I know you said you're, you're more the business process person, uh, but you still mm-hmm. deal with technology every day. So sure. um, from a technology standpoint, whether it's consumer technology or stuff that you use to run your business, what technologies are you most excited about either today or, or stuff that, that, that's on the near horizon? That's a really awesome question. Um, I actually have I actually have a picture if I can show you about some technology I'm really excited about. Sure, you give me one second. Okay, so this is uh, if you can see this, this is uh, called a Rivian. Do you okay. know about Rivian? Uh, no, okay. I, I, I know about Tesla and their, their Tesla's truck. <laughs> yes. So uh, you got me on my soapbox now. So one of the technologies that we're really excited about um, is electric vehicles okay. um, and the autonomy that comes from that. So mm-hmm. uh, Rivian, is a, that's a picture of a Rivian truck, the R1T. So Rivian was founded by a guy named RJ Scaringe uh, about two years ago. Um, Amazon has invested about 800 million into them. Wow. Uh, Ford has invested 500 million into them and some other groups. Mm-hmm. And so they're coming out with the first adventure-based electric vehicle than the truck. Um, and they're slated to come out uh, of the factories in late 2020. Huh? And so what that picture is, is our pre-order of that vehicle. Uh, I was going to ask if you pre-ordered it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We pre-ordered. So um, we're just, we're really excited about that technology. Um, not only what it means for transportation, but 
just the continued evolution of lithium ion batteries mm -hmm. and what that can mean. Because, you know, that battery technology is going to roll into data centers and different things as that becomes less expensive to create. Yeah. Um, so Lance uh, actually has done some work with a nonprofit in Haiti to uh, install a solar array mm. um, and a generator-based system that they run this whole hospital off of. And so wow. we're, we're kind of, uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of a big car nerd a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Lance is also um, kind of uh, has an has a intrigue and interest kind of in this power generation side. Okay. Um, so for instance, as a part of our DR strategy, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we bought some retired military generators mm. uh, that's, on a, that's on a trailer. And so if we need to power our data center here or if our customer has a long-term power outage, uh, we can roll that to their site and have cool. them up in a matter of minutes. So, yeah, that, that's that's one thing we're really excited about from a technology standpoint. Um, I think from a from an MSP, you know, not not consumer grade. Mm -hmm. um, I think the continued evolution of just having more artificial intelligence yeah. um, and having ways to, uh, you know, one of the things they talked about at Connect is this uh, council uh, or this group that's going after these, these cyber attackers, that these, these people that are creating ransomware. Yeah. And so if we can turn that technology sort of back on that group and find ways to really shut down that industry, um, the only reason that the ransomware is, is so rampant is because they can make money at it. Yep. Um, if, if, if everybody had to stop paying the money uh, because they had a good plan in place or never got ransomware, that industry would dry up. But yeah. there's still enough weakness in technology um, and in the marketplace where it's worth it for them to go extort money from people. Unfortunately, there is. Uh, so we talked. So, so my next question is, what technologies are you most worried about? Um, so is it, you know, are, is it sometimes people are most excited about AI and then they're also most worried about AI or, or, or ransomware, those types of things. So, you know, what, what, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> well, I think what keeps us up right now is probably the cyber attacks that are going after our, our even our own business. Uh, you know, MSPs have become a target because these hackers have learned that, you know, if we can hack these people, then they have access to a thousand machines that we can, send our encryption through. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, that's one thing that keeps us up at night. Um, and I think the other thing is just having, making sure that we're doing the best that we can to protect and educate our customers. Um, you know, we've all had those cases, you either heard about it or experienced it firsthand where you have a whole network that gets encrypted by ransomware. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just a painful experience for the customer. It's a painful experience for the MSP. Um, but and so finding ways to make sure we can really lock those things down um, is is what is what keeps us up at night. Okay, great. So we're gonna one more switch gears here. It's time for the rapid fire sure. route. So this is meant to be fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, it's just five quick, you know, most mostly multiple choice questions. Just uh, the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. First up, Apple or Android? Apple. Okay, Mac, Linux, or Windows? Windows. Okay, you almost said Linux. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, Amazon, Azure, Google, or some other cloud service? The Azure. Okay. Local backups, cloud, or both? Hybrid. Okay. Um, virtualization, should you always virtualize? Always. Okay. And finally, 
Which is worse, printer support or vendor cold calls? Printer support. <laughs> I thought you might say that because you mentioned printers earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, vendor, vendor cold calls, you can uh, set up your PBX to route those out. Um, and, and there's no, you know, your, your customer is probably not going to fire you over a, a vendor call. But yeah, uh, yeah printers are, I, I, you know, we, a lot of our industries we support talk about going paperless. And, mm -hmm. and they've made some inroads to that. Uh, but I think all of us will be extremely enthused unless people are selling managed print. They don't want it to go away. Yeah. Um, but the day in which the traditional printer doesn't have to exist, uh, I think everybody will like that. Yeah, it's it's been on the horizon for 20 years. <laughs> I know. I know. Will, will it ever actually go away? That would be that would be great, but it probably won't happen. Probably not. So before we go, any other last uh, bits of advice for for anyone out there listening? I think one thing I would encourage is to be intentional about developing relationships, strong relationships with not only other MSPs, but the vendors that you work with. Mm -hmm. So just like um, lots of things, there's a lot of different options of backup vendors and cloud service providers for yeah. licensing and, and all these different things. And so I think one thing that can happen is that people look at those as commodities that can be you know, removed in and out of their stack without any pain. And so one thing that we've tried to be pretty uh, intentional about is instead of flippantly replacing those things and moving from one to the next, taking the time to go back to that vendor relationship that we have and, and give them feedback about how their offering needs to be adjusted to serve all MSPs and specifically us. Right. And, you know, there are those cases where they can't meet that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we do find another solution, but um, I think sometimes you can lose a lot of focus in your business by always changing um, yeah. the formula of how you yeah. support. Um, there's always, you know, when you go to something like the Connect event, there's a room with 180 vendors there. And, you know, every one of them says they're the best at doing <laughs> whichever they do. And so you can just have atrophy from that. What yeah. do I even select? But I, I think it's more important to, to invest the time to build those relationships, learn, learn a set of tools, um, you know, build those relationships with other MSPs. Mm -hmm. uh, things like peer groups can be very powerful. Um, and so if you do need to make a change, you can vet that with other people that have gone yeah. down that road. Um, I, I, I can't, uh, I can remember when we first started, this is before we bought ConnectWise, but um, we bought Sugar CRM because mm -hmm. Sugar can do anything can do anything in the world it can it can be everything we'd ever need it to be well the challenge with that is by doing anything you have to create all of it right yeah. it's it's this blank slate that you go in and create and mm -hmm. so i think we paid for a year or two of that and got into it and realized um maybe this wasn't the best decision <laughs> uh and a few months later after that we we picked up with manage so yeah no, it, it's, um, it, it always is a challenge when, you know, you, you see the demo and then, you know, you get to it and it's like, oh, no, we didn't realize it's going to take a thousand hours for us to customize it to make it actually work for us. So, <laughs> Exactly. And, and I think a lot of times that can happen even with our customers as well. Yeah. You know, they get a, they get a cold call. Uh, these people make a promise they can't fulfill. And they come to us and say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to implement this. And say, okay, great. What about this? Oh, well, we didn't think about that. Yeah. But we already paid for it. So let's go ahead and implement it. So, um, yeah, just, just in life, you know, there is, there's always a cost to change. So. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, Philip, thank you so much. Um, I've really enjoyed my time with you today, and I, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Perfect. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, hopefully uh, next time we're at, a, we're at an event together, we'll, we'll have a chance to run into each other. Yeah, let's, let's make that a promise. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you.